I see. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I just want to keep this really informal. Obviously, yeah, yeah. just have fun with it. So. I'm, I'm just going to pull up a few uh, a few of my books just in case I want to look them over when we talk. But Yeah, please do. Yeah, I, uh, I have the one you sent me pulled up here, too. All right, so Sounds yeah, like fun. This is this is one of your first podcasts, right? Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Corbin. Um, things are cool over in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. So, basically, the quadrant model is kind of a meta theory of everything. Um, you might want to call it more of a, it, it's like a theory, it's, it's just a model that explains the way that reality is. And it turns out that existence is expressed through what I call the quadrant pattern. And the thesis is that the quadrant or the cross, it's two perpendicular lines, it, it makes a fourfold. <clears throat> That's the form of existence. That's the form of being. So Plato, he described that this world is just a reflection of the world of the forms. And he actually had kind of a, a fourfold model with that. And the world of the forms was the was the fourth level. He said that this is that's a true reality. The first level is a sensory level, 
well, the sense is the second level's kind of more belief-oriented. The third level was kind of like mathematics, but it's more rational-oriented. And this is actually the nature of the different quadrants. The first quadrant is sensation, sensation, perception, response, awareness. The second quadrant is belief, faith, behavior, and belonging. The third quadrant is thinking, emotion, doing, dreaming. And that's how kind of Plato delineated the first three levels. Um, <clears throat> the, the third one was rational, and then he said that there was this fourth one is transcendent level of reality. Um, this was the fourth level of being, and this is the true reality. And this is a world, this is a level of forms. So that would be the fourth level of the quadrant models, contemplation, passion, flowing, knowing. And, and Plato said that there's actually one form. He thought that there was one that was called the form of the good, that everything was, uh, was expressed through. Everything was just a reflection of this one form. But he never really, he never really explicitly said what it was. Um, although, you know, throughout his, throughout the, <clears throat> his works, he has so he has so many four fourfolds. With Socrates saying so many fourfolds, in in the quadrant pattern, um, even in in his last in his last book, the book the Laws, he proposes a, an ideal society that he said would be a four class society. So. A lot of people know about the Republic, um, where he proposes a three-class society, but he, he says that that's not going to work out. Later on, he... Later on, he... Yeah, yeah. Later, later on, he has the... The... the This new, this new four-class reality, and it's... <clears throat> he says that this, this would be the one that works. And fascinatingly, the mathematics of it kind of relates to the one in the Bible, like the kingdom of God, right? They have, there's, there's mathematical correlations and this stuff, it, it gets really intense. But, but, but the idea is, I think, you know, and then, and then he'll just, he, he describes at one part of uh, one of his works that the, that the soul of the universe is a chiasm and that's a cross. Um, and so I think, you know, it's, it's pretty clear to me that the, that the form of the good that he's referring to is, is the quadrant. And another thing that's interesting about that is uh, the Hindus, they, they you know, they, they have a lot of reverence for the swastika. <clears throat> they even relate that to the ohm sound. The, and, and, and in Hinduism, the ohm sound is a fourfold sound. And in Hinduism, the swastika, it, it, swastika I think it means good. And I'm, I, I just, you know, I never heard anybody else propose this. I, I just had this idea that maybe that's what Plato was talking about, the form of the good. He was talking about that. It's the quadrant. And that's the cross. That's a fourfold symbol. Yeah. I mean, you see it in so many religious, um, spiritual symbols and symbology. The yeah. quadrant. I mean, it's based. Yeah. It's like, you know, everywhere it's Star David, the cross. That's the Kaaba. Uh, yeah. <coughs> it's what, what's interesting about the with the with the cube is if you unfold a cube, you get a cross. Yeah. yeah. I talk about that in Kabbalah, and the Kabbalistic texts. there are in a year 
What's, what's, what's pretty interesting is <clears throat> that the first map that they ever really made of the of the Earth, I actually forget who it was who made it, but he, he made it as a quadrant because they said, you know, they, the way that they saw it was there was four continents and he, and he drew it as a quadrant. This is one of the Greek philosophers. But throughout history, everybody, you know, all the, all the philosophers, all the, the scientists said that there were four continents and then they considered America or they said there are three continents for a long time and then when they discovered America they're like oh we, we discovered the fourth this was a transcendent fourth and actually there isn't seven continents if you if you want to look at it scientifically there is four continents um it's uh because yeah. South America and America and North America are one continent uh Afro Eurasia is one continent Australia is one continent and then Art Antarctica is one con continent oh wow yeah Um, I can it just just you can just go to Wikipedia and just type in four continents. Uh, one second, and and or just just type in Wikipedia continents, uh, or continents Wikipedia, and it's gonna it's, it'll, it'll show a map, and then it's gonna show the different models of the continents, and then it it kind of it kind of uh, passes through each one. It'll start off with the seven continents, and then it moves to the three continents. Uh, or no, then it moves to the five or six continents and five then four. And then that's, that's the last one. So actually I'm, I'm looking at it right now. The Wikipedia article, it says, oh, I just typed in four continents. It says, yeah, Africa, your, your Europeans in the 16th century divided the world into four continents, Africa. This is how it starts. Africa, America, Asia, and Europe, each of the four continents. Okay. But then, but then it shows an actual map. It says the four continents, uh, But actually, in in that map though, it's not as good. I'm just gonna type in continent into uh, yeah. Okay, so if you go to the just the Wikipedia article on just co just type in continent, it starts off seven, then it goes it shows a six continent model, and then it right now it's showing the six says America, Africa, Europe, Australia. Okay, then it goes to five, and then finally now it's at the four. But I was gonna ask Corbin, can you see me right now, or am I invisible? Oh, okay. okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, right. Let me let me let me try to make yeah, it. That's really interesting. Let me also, try to... I I think it was really cool. You maybe brought up in our last conversation we had, but the four <clears throat> or like even the three plus one kind of idea, or four plus three, like everything is essentially centered around the four. It's centered around the four, yeah. Things in my own 
think it's awesome how you can see that because you know a lot of people they'll 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 be skeptical and they'll be like oh but and they'll try to name a bunch of counterexamples and stuff and they won't understand. Trust me, I've been studying this for like ten years, and I and I love it that you can see it because yeah, yeah so, yeah. But it's definitely there, you know. I understand that some people, but uh, and then I also wanted to tell you a cool one too. Uh, we're we're talking about the swastika, and the, and the thing about the swastika is it's it's not a negative. I mean, yes, it was a terrible thing. Like Hitler had what had or in the Nazis, they had really screwed up ideology, and uh, but but the. Yeah, but but the swastika is not necessarily a bad symbol. It's just a fourfold symbol, and in every culture, the Native Americans, even the Jews, had in in the Kabbalistic text, they they uh, linked the swastika to the to the letter Aleph. Uh, the, that's the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and they linked they linked that to the sun, and they even linked it to God. And the Aleph, uh, <clears throat> if you like, look in the gematria. If, if you take apart an Aleph. It has some numbers that's correspondent to the Tetragrammaton, the four-letter name of God, the gematria of that. There's all these codes, and uh, but but another cool thing because you're mentioning about the Earth is there's originally or, or the there was, there was this book this guy uh, he connected the four rivers like four rivers in the in the world. He said that the reason why he thought that the swastika was a powerful symbol was because um, <clears throat> these four rivers, the, the Nile, the Amazon, the Mississippi, and the Baltic in the, on the earth, they form a swastika. And, he, and, he, and so he thought, okay, that's, that's why. But, you know, and then a lot of people say, okay, this guy's just trying to come up with, or, you know, this guy's just trying to find patterns and stuff. But I, I don't really, th I think that these patterns, you know, there is some sort of divine thing making all these patterns. This is some sort of supernatural thing. Yeah. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am like in my own life right now. I'm feeling a lot of just uh, yeah, spiritual. I don't know if you want to call it spiritual awakening or just some divine energy flowing through me. But yeah, awesome. Yeah, and, um, yeah it's difficult. I don't really know how like what how to make of it or what to make of it. I'm so I'm so happy, but I'm so excited about that, bro. Like I love that. I get the tendency to get caught up in my head for sure. Yeah. 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 And I think sometimes, like, it really is extremely simple. I mean, I think there's it, it, it's almost like this part of me that, like, I think it's my selfishness talking or, you know, just my mind of, like, I want it to be more complex. Like, I want it mm. to be more uh, as, as it needs to be. You know? Yeah. But, Yeah, it's like you're, you're into you you you, intu, you, intu, you intuitively know it, 
And you're definitely right. I think that when people make things more complex, I think that's kind of more self-confirmatory. And that's kind of more, uh, they, they want to see things as real. But the, the way that this quadrant thing was kind of revealing to me is it's like we're in a matrix, we're in a dream. And the simplicity kind of shows that. And, that, and I see that as kind of like the death to the ego. You know, a lot, a lot of people will be like, oh, the death of the ego will be, you know, acknowledging how complex things are and how we know nothing. And, but the way I see it is, is this, this simplicity and this true oneness, like a multi uh, omnidimensional, omnidirectional oneness pattern really is, is that is like that. That's the ultimate um, awareness that, 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 I can, that I can think of. <clears throat> like I really like this a lot because for me realizing that it's so much it's not like one thing necessarily it's mm -hmm. like a combination of all the things that hold it together and like you know I think you're very right in your assessment of like I think within physics there's you can only find fractal Yeah. The quadrant, you know, and mm -hmm. like, yeah, because there's just so many repeating patterns in nature and in pretty much everything that, like, it seems to me that, yeah, there's absolutely something to this in that way that, like, because, like, I don't know, I mean, if we do live in some kind of game or, you know, a simulation deal, I don't know what to call it, but it's like there almost has to. Yeah. All together. Mm -hmm. But it also might be, it might appear almost fractal or cyclical in nature. But yeah. it's, it is like, there's got to be something that's the foundation for this. Because otherwise, it just, I don't see how it could fit all together. You know? Like, it would just fall, it would all fall apart. So, there is nothing holding it together. Like, like I said, I kind of knew this my whole life. And, and like the, the way I see it is like, with, with the planets, I feel like the, they just have to be that way. They have to be in two groups of four, the terrestrial planets. And I, and I feel like that's what my mind wants it to be. And that's what it is. And I feel like if there was something different, like my mind, my body, I would feel wrong. I feel like it just has to be, everything has to be this way. Just intuitively, I feel that. And then reality is corresponding to it. But I, if, if, it just, it just this, this pattern is so it, the beauty, the beauty is the simplicity, and it's just corresponding with the way that I feel that things have to be, and it's just the way it is. At least that's the way it's, it's showing itself. Um, but I wanted to mention though too. So we were talking about the that cube, the cube. I pulled it up. It's in the Sefer Yetzira, where they that's that's like a that's a Kabbalistic text, where they unfold the cube and they make the cross. And then, uh, and then, but you know, we were talking about the, the number seven too, because I want to mention this because people are going to be saying, okay, what about the number seven? What about the number 10? What about all that? So just, let's just look at Genesis. People are going to say, okay, Genesis, what about the seven days of Genesis? Well, first off, the, the number four is going to express itself as dominant. So you have the four, the four rivers. And the thing about the four rivers is it's, it's not really related to reality. 
necessarily according to the scholars the reason why but i mean this is one interpretation maybe it was related i don't know we we don't need to get in, involved in all that but according to scholars the reason why they had the, they said these four rivers is the way that they mentioned them the the ancients would have known that this wasn't a real place so this is supposed to be some sort of metaphysical thing but that's that's one aspect of genesis but then you know they have the seven days so people would say okay what about the seven days of course there's going to be more numbers than the number four um the, the number four already expressed itself in Genesis with the four rivers, but there's a lot of aspects with, with this pattern with, with just like Genesis where people will say, okay, the first four days are related to the first four elements. That's the way a lot of like rabbis look at it. The earth, earth, air, water, and fire. And even uh, <clears throat> even people who, who look at the the Greeks, like Socrates when he, or when he was, or Plato when he was describing the Demiurge, he says that, the demiurge created the world out of the four elements, earth, air, water, and fire. And then you see that with <clears throat> with the first four days of creation. You see those four elements, and each one is corresponding to one of the four days. And then you have kind of a break, and then you have the creation, and then the next three days are different. It's a, you, you have to read it, and, you, and, you'll, and then you'll see that. Yeah, and the, the fourth one is... Well, the fourth one is the sun, and that's the fire one. But yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, I guess like the other three days, well, I mean, one is rest, one God rests. Yeah. The other two are like where the, I think like life is created, right? Yeah, life is created, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that's On the fifth day, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and the, and the fifth is the transcendent one. That's like, now, now we're getting out of the four elements. Now we're moving into that. You know, people even say that in the movie, the fifth element, you heard, you heard, you know, the movie, the fifth element, right? They say the fifth element is life, earth, air, water, fire. And then the fifth one is life. That's, that's that, that's the ultra transcendent or, you know, but, but Aristotle said it was ether, but regardless, the way that the, this pattern works is a fourth is transcendent and then the fifth is ultra transcendent. Um, but, and then like, let's look at in Kabbalah, they have the, the tree of life. So the first four sephirot, they re they related to the first four elements again. Um, earth, air, water, and fire, and then and they would divide them <clears throat> into a a four plus six pattern. So they 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 described it that the first four are, are different, they're special, and then the next six of the ten are are separate from them. So you always see that the dominance of this number four, and really you look through all those like kabbalistic all that type of stuff. Everything is just the, the quadrant, the tetragrammaton, reiterated over and over again. It's un, it's unbelievable. But they relate it to, for instance, when, when the way that they shave. You know how the, the, the Orthodox rabbis will shave and stuff. Well, that's because of the tetragrammaton. They say, okay, well, this part of the beard is represented with the A, the Y, and this is – everything is always kind of hearkening back to this fourfold dude, with everything that they do. That's really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely a period. Like, I think I, I used to. 
Yeah, I I told. I I, t I told you this one before uh, with the polarity idea. You know, the yin and yang, that's, that's people like, like to refer to that and, and reference that about polarity. But the yin and yang also, um, it's, it's fourfold because the way that they describe it in, the, in, their, like, in their text is it's, there's a max yin, a min yin, and a max max yang and a min and a min yang so um and those are the dots right yeah those, those, those are related to the dots and then also another another really really you know common one to be people think okay like homosexual and and heterosexual that's the that's a polarity right but look at the <clears throat> the storms model of sexuality it describes that there's four types, but again, it's just it's so fluid, and we know that sexuality is a social construction. But let, let's just look. Let's just go beyond the polarity, just just to, just to kind of reinforce this concept. So we have homoeroticism, high level, and uh, okay. So it may, but there's there's a high level of homoeroticism and a low level of homoeroticism and a high level. Of heteroeroticism and a low level of heteroeroticism. If you mix those two polarities together, you're going to get the four types. Homosexual is high level of homoeroticism, low level of heteroeroticism. Bisexual is high level of homoeroticism, high level of heteroeroticism. Asexual is low level of homoeroticism and low level of heteroeroticism. And heterosexual is, is high level of heteroeroticism and low level of homoeroticism. So, okay, that's one example of that. And then you, you look at like gender, they have gender models that are kind of the same way where they'll talk about male, female, and then um, mixed andro androgynous. And then the, and then there's a, a gender that's like no gender. Um, or even even you see like cis man, cis man, uh, trans man, cis woman, trans woman. That's another. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really expressed as a four. Yeah. Because yeah, it's a mix. I mean, yeah. So I guess whenever you, anytime you get a mix of two, it it, it can express itself as four. So. Yeah, and then people are gonna say. I, I, told, I was telling this to a professor one time, and he was saying like, okay, well, this is just because people, you know, that, that's just by, by that, that's just based off of how people are organizing, you know, I guess our minds are just organized to uh, group things into fours. But it's not just that, though, because then I point out all of the examples. So, for instance, you know, what about when all this three plus one pattern that, that it's not just our mind is, is organizing it this way? What about the fact that, when Galileo first looked at the trapezium um, star cluster, originally he saw three stars, and this is in Orion. But then later they found the, later he looked and he and he found the fourth. This is that three plus one pattern. When he first looked at the Galilean moons, he first saw three three moons. But then later he looked again and he saw the fourth. And this type of thing is going on and on over and over again. And and that's not just the way that we're organizing things. The same thing with like in, in quantum physics, where originally they said that there were three quantum numbers. Then then Pauli said, wait, there's a fourth. That's different. And this goes this happens over and over again to the point where it's not just the way that we're that we 
organize things in, in quadrants with two, you know two polarities, and that's automatically can create this. This is a way that it appears that reality in some sort of uh, supernatural way is organizing things um, yeah, throughout. I, yeah, I, the proof for me, <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I uh, you know, studied um, science in, in college and everything. So for me, what's been so interesting is how common for a pattern is just in nature and in science and stuff. And then you also see how much we as humans need to organize things as for, but then also just how much they are just a pattern in a quadrant, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah, there's got to be some fundamental thing going on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, the, you know, the types of galaxies, you know, there's four. Um, yeah. The, you know, the DNA sequencing is four types of base pairs or whatever, like. There's, there's four types of biomolecules. Which would be the carbohydrates, lipids, proteins, and nu- nucleic acids. You know, you look, you look in the in the DNA. It has a phosphate backbone. The phosphate's a quadrant. Uh, it's, yeah. And then, and uh, yeah, and then you look at the like. There's four types of tissues. I, I remember when I was sitting in in my biology class at at UCSD. Because I, I, I graduated with a psychology major, but I would sit through every class. Um, so I wasn't even a part of this class. I would just sit through every class all day, every day. And I was studying this for, for four years. Because I discovered it my second year, I guess, for yeah, for four years because I stayed an extra year. But so and, and that's that's how I really was was assured was reassured that this was, you know, all, all pervasive pattern. But I remember the, the professor was saying, yeah, you know, we don't know why there's these four types of tissues. We have the, you know, connective, the epithelial, uh, the nervous, and uh, what are the four types? Let me look it up again. Four types. Yeah, connective, epithelial, muscle, and nervous tissue. But he says that, that you know, that's just the way it is. But then, you know, it, you, you hear that a lot. Where people will say, okay, it's just it's just random, yeah, it's just random, and but I think that now now people can can understand there is an order behind why things are the way they are. It's it's pretty much this quadrant uh, is is structuring it or or ex- organizing existence. One thing I rec- I'll recommend you to do, have you seen my Merck, D- uh, Merck Diesel books page? I think I have, yeah. Yeah, that, that has a lot of books. Um, and so, for instance, like right now, I'm looking at my book on American Indian religion, and Amerindian religion. And I'll just, I'm just going to just go through a few of them just so you guys can kind of see in, in relation to this. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to go over just just some of it so the incan empire they had uh, they divided their kingdom into four suyos four regions the the um the mapuche indians they are i'll say amerindians or native americans 
whatever one you want. I, just, I think that it's a common way to just say Amerindians, but they, they have old man. They had four four components of God. Old man, old woman, young man, young woman. So there's four Aztec creator gods. Uh, Tezlat, Tipoca, Xipe, Totec, Quetzalcoatl. A lot of people know about Quetzalcoatl. And Huitzilipochtli. So then there are four advanced civilizations of America. So we all, everybody knows about Inca, Maya, and Aztec. And it, if you look it up, just look up the four advanced civilizations of America. That's what they call them. They call them the big four. But then there's the fourth one, the fourth always different, is the Muisca. So those are the four advanced civilizations. Uh, there are four Mayan codices, the Dresden, the Madrid, the uh, Paris, the Grolier. Um... The Hawaiian Islands were divided among four chiefdoms, uh, and those were based around Kauai, Oahu, Maui, and Hawaii, and the Hawaiians worshipped four main gods. Um, here I'm looking at the, there's this book um, called the, it's like the this, the Shaman of the Alajui, and, uh, and he, that basically the shaman described his his uh, his spiritual you know religious ideas and he essentially just organized every single thing into fours so he said okay there's uh four above earth elements the sun moon stars and the sky there's four cardinal directions west north south east there's four parts of time day night year month there's four parts to all plants roots stems fruits and leaves there's four classes of animals crawling flying two-legged four-legged there's four stages of a person's life, infancy, childhood, old age, maturity. There's four stages of a person in the spirit world, death, journey to spirit world, star, residing in spirit world. And there's four attributes to all things, personality, vitality, power, essence. And then he just goes on and on. And then ultimately, they had 16 gods, 16 main gods, a four by four matrix. It's giving me goosebumps. Wow. Yeah. So then, yeah. I'll do one more. So, so the Navajo creation story has four worlds and, uh, it has four levels and, uh, and then there's four supernatural beings in the story. It's the big water creature, the blue heron, the frog, and the white, th uh, thunder. Um, yeah. And then it just goes on and on and on. Wow. What, one more I want to say is, is the Zia. Um, if you ever seen that, that Zia sun symbol, it has 16 spokes in a quadrant formation. And that's the, that's a symbol. I think it's of like Arizona. I'm pretty sure that that's, that's a, oh, oh no, the New Mexico flag, the New Mexico flag. But yeah.
If you look at it from the top, it's a quadrant. Since you're talking about the, the sacred geometry, there's this guy named uh, uh, McDougal. Have you ever heard of him? He, 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 yeah. he, has, he has a Bible wheel. Have you heard of that? Yes, I have. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, so he, he basically he uses a lot of geometry and he relates it to the Bible. Right now I'm looking at one of his websites. And he's talking about how the the new Jeru the the new Jerusalem is in the form of a of a four square, and the camp that the Israelites uh, stayed in, uh, you know, when Balaam was supposed to when he was supposed to curse Israel in the story, he he looks at he looked at the camp, but it's in the form of a cross. It's a fourfold cross, and then he decided and then he decided to bless them. So and then you have. Uh, and he's and he's going over all these different things, but then I think a really cool one is, then he's he's relating the, these hex hexagonal numbers to the Bible, but he the thing is okay it's hexagonal numbers, but he sees four main ones right, uh, one six fifteen and twenty eight, and he's associating these four these four are special they're hexagonal numbers and he's seeing a special relationship between these four, and then I'm looking I'm going further down into this this article it's by, on BibleWheel.com, and Right here, he's talking about um, these four numbers figure prominently in, in many holographs. And it's numbers 1, thir 13, 37, and 73. And he's relating these numbers. These are Star of David numbers. If you make, if you, you know, or if you have a 1, it's just a dot. But if you get 13, you put, uh, you actually get a tetrakis. You get four rows of dots in a triangle formation. One dot at the top, two dots below that, three dots below that, and then four below that. That that makes a tetrakist, and that's what the Pythagoreans worshipped as God. And then you have, you know, the, the downward facing. So that's an upward facing triangle, and then downward facing triangle. You gets all together that makes thirteen dots in all. And and then he's so he's seeing this in the Bible, and then he's seeing the number thirty seven, which is actually a star of David, but it's a, a it's a it's a larger one with thirty seven dots, and then the number seventy three. And he's saying that these four numbers are very special in relationship to the Bible. Um, and he's saying that they're also related to holographs. And so he, he's pointing out, but, it, but again, we're seeing this, this prominence of the number four. Yeah. We're seeing these, these special numbers. They're different, but somehow they're, they're being, they're being, they're linked together in this fourfold pattern or in this, in this, uh, fourfold unity. Um, let, let me just read you what, what he's talking about. So he says this, he says the number, <clears throat> the number 13. We're talking about that's one of the one of the numbers. He says this number is the basis of the unity holograph, which is built upon four nested world word clusters that sum to multiples of the number uh, one equals love. This further manifests in one Corinthians thirteen, the love chapter. And then he says, okay, the number thirty-seven, the number thirty-seven and seventy-three, the fourth star number, are palindromic primes. They are both a kind of division of unity into two primes: ten equals three, trinity plus seven fullness their product is a sum of the creation holograph 2701 equals 37 times 73 equals t73 the number 37 is the ordinal value of the word wisdom so he's looking at gematria 
And then he says, okay, now let's look at number 73. The number 37, the third star number, and 73 are palindromic primes. Their product is the sum of the creation holograph. See above. So I guess the number 73 has prominence in, in the chapter of Genesis. Um, and that's, in the, in the, and that's, uh, that's the fourth uh, star of David number. I guess I call them star numbers because if you mix, uh, if you get 73 dots, you get a star of David. You can put them together in a star of David. So it says their product is the sum of the creation holograph. See above. And the number 73 is one of the fundamental primes in the logos holograph. The primary meaning of the number 73 is found in this fundamental uh, identity. Wisdom, Hokma equals 73. So again, he's looking at Gematria. Gematria is just when, when you look at the numerical relationships of these of these numbers. And a lot of people think, wow, or of these letters. And people think, this is magical thinking. This is this is bizarre and, and strange. But I'm very open to this stuff now because I'm rec I recognize that we're in the matrix. We're in a, 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 a reality that has you know, patterns that are, that are trans, that are beyond rational comprehension. I mean, this is, this, we're not in a naturalistic universe. Um, there's, there's something, there's something higher going on. So I'm, I'm open to the fact that there, there's, there's these numerical patterns in the Bible. And I, I'm going to mention one thing too, after this, in relation to that, remind me, it's going to be about the JPD hypothesis. But so it says, this means that both the, the standard and the ordinal values of wisdom are centered Center hexagonal numbers with their product giving the value of the creation holograph, the sum of Genesis 1-1. This certainly adds an unexpected dimension to the teaching that, that Jeremiah 10-12. He hath made the earth by his power, he hath established the world by his wisdom, and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. So he's he's looking he's looking at these these four <clears throat> star numbers and he and he sees significance with it. But what I, I I was talking about this, I'm kind of yeah I was talking about this about um, when there was these uh, these scientists and they wanted to prove that you know life could originate uh, just naturally without any intervention without any divine intervention and that you know that that's a worthy undertaking to do that and and, and I you know I commend that. And, and and we need that because now we're studying reality and we're, we're trying to get deeper understanding of it. So, but what they did was, and, and this it's, it's, it's what I'm going to point out is it's kind of ironic and, and I, I see it as kind of playful, that reality is kind of playful, this, this quadrant reality, because they're trying to find a, a, a non-supernatural meaning uh, or origination of life. But then they did what was called the Miller-Urey experiment. And you probably know about this since you said you studied biology, right? So they got together methane, which itself is a quadrant. So, so they, they hypothesized that the that the original, um, you know, primordial Earth was made up of uh, primarily these these four elements: uh, methane, water, ammonia, and hydrogen. So they put those four together, and then they you know they they, they zapped it with electricity, and these four elements created amino acids and then this was a huge uh experiment in origins of life science because people were saying okay yeah we can create you know light life can can happen can come out of something natural but the way that i look at it is they're trying to find natural explanations but again the quadrant expresses itself and it's it, it, it it's, it's kind of like a playful dynamic where even even when we're we're, we're seeing something oh we, we're we, we have a realization that things are are not that there isn't anything higher 
than just the than just our, our rational uh, cause and effect scientific understandings. You know, everything is just chemicals and, and just happened by accident. But even when they're doing that, the quadrant reveals itself. And one other example of that would be the JEPD hypothesis, where <clears throat> this is a, a really a really popular hypothesis um, among like uh, Bible scholars. And what they say is that there were four original sources or four four people who created the the Pentateuch. One thing I want to say about the Pentateuch is it's actually also called the Tetratuch. Tetra means four, pen is five. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy named, uh, a biblical scholar named Noth, who says it's actually the Tetratuch because the first four books are very similar. But the fifth, it doesn't fit with them. And actually, even the, the rabbis say that. The rabbis say the first four books were written by Moses, but the fifth was written by God. Completely by God. And that's the way that's a quadrant pattern. The, the fifth is always ultra transcendent like God. But so we have the Pentateuch, the Pentateuch, according to this hypothesis, it was written by four people or four compilers. One was the J compiler, uh, one was the E compiler, the D and the P. And the, the P one is kind of different again. But so so they're saying, okay, we we we've analyzed this these texts, and it's very clear that four people or four sources created it. So this disproves God. This was written by, that's what they say, this was written by four people or four sources. So that, that, that's what they're arguing. But again, I see it as it's, it's, a, it's an irony and it's, it's a beautiful paradox that they're trying to disprove it. But again, the quadrant reveals itself once more. Like as, it, it's, it's, that, it's that, like you said, the scrutinizing, they're trying to find something different, but they're always finding the same thing, but they don't even know it. Or maybe they do, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know. There's a couple things I want to say about that is one, we could be in like the Truman show. And I, and I wonder that a lot. And, and that's like, that's like schizo effective, you know, whatever. But I wonder sometimes if I'm just, you know, maybe even I get in the solipsistic notion that maybe I'm just the only one here and everyone's just like playing along in this, in this thing, or, or that I'm in the Truman show and people are like watching me and, and like, this is, but so that, that's one way of looking at it. And it's, this also is a conspiracy. You know, and it's possible. It's really possible that we're in some sort of matrix conspiracy, and and there are people who know about it. I don't. I didn't. I mean, I honestly discovered this on my own. So if we are, then you know, I have a a, a special perspective into that because I know that I discovered this without any help from any secret society or anything like that. So something something strange is going on. The way I see it is, it's some sort of divine thing. But who knows? There might there might be people who know about this. You know, if, if it's like we're in a dream and there's projections, there's people, you know, we don't know what's going on in this reality. But another thing I could say, if you want to look at it just through a naturalistic way, is this could only be discovered very recently. Because because only yeah. very recently we have the, the internet. And we have all yeah. this stuff 
you know, if, if I didn't have the internet and all this, first off, I wouldn't be able to show you all this stuff. How can someone remember all these different examples? And if I, if I did try, this is funny. I remember a, a, while, a long time ago, I was looking, I was reading and, and I, and I, and I tried to find this article again, but I can't find it, but it's somewhere. I pasted it somewhere in my Facebook. I'd have to look. It could be in, in the, in this one section I have, um, that goes down like forever. And I don't know how I could even go down as far as this section goes. It's, it's, it's my original quadrant model, uh, group. Uh, and it, it when I first made that group, I didn't realize that as I was going down so far that you can't go all the way to the bottom because it, the computer just freezes. But, but in this, in this example, I was, I was looking, I was, I was reading this, this article on, on psychiatry and the psychiatrist talked about a patient that he had. Now this is going to blow your mind. And the patient was saying, this was like, I don't know when this was, this was you know, probably around, probably around the time of Freud, you know, I don't know, a long time ago. And this patient was telling the doctor, everything is force. You know, everything in reality is, is built around this number four and, he, and he's telling him all this stuff. And the doctor, and this is what the psychiatrist, I read this. In, in, in the, I, I can't find the book though, but it's, it's somewhere. I pasted the article and I have it somewhere in my Facebook somewhere. But the doctor was saying that he believed that the man had an Oedipal issue and that he had castration anxiety and his obsession with the number four was somehow related to castration anxiety. But you know, what I was thinking was, Maybe this guy was just like me like 30 years ago and he actually did discover the theory of everything, but he just couldn't convince people and they ended up putting him in a psych ward and he ended up getting, you know, locked up in there. But, you know, who, who knows how it may, maybe somebody else has, you know, maybe that guy, maybe that guy discovered this, but you know, how, how do you explain it to people? How do you really convince people? I can, it's difficult, but the only way that I can now is look at, I have a Facebook with that. I can compile all this information and put it all together in a, in a kind of a compelling manner. Whereas people didn't have that, you know, not that, not too long ago. Yeah. People didn't. Yeah, yeah. no, I think you're, I think you're a thousand percent right. In yeah. fact, that we now have this avenue to actually show people what's in front of them in a way that we didn't have before. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, I, I think in some ways, Telling them all the secrets or something, but um, yeah, I just feel like this this stuff is this pattern is so pervasive. Yeah, there's something there's something supernatural going on, but 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 another thing was I forget the name of this artist too, but I was just looking at this on Facebook like last year maybe or, but this artist created these artworks and she said that only let it out on like in 2014 or, or 2013 and that was at the time when I when I started really revealing the quadrant model but then they showed what her what her artworks were and they were all just crosses so she, she like died and then and then she and then she said like yeah uh don't don't all you know don't show any of my artwork until 2013 and then and then finally 2013 came they revealed the artwork and it was just all crosses I forget her name but you know just stuff like that 
did was she in the know? Did she know something? Was this just some sort of like inspiration that she had? Maybe there is some sort of secret, you know, higher archon level stuff going on. We don't know, but true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's really like more. That's a that's a that's the that's a beautiful thing about it is it's deceptive. It, and it can yeah. it's it's deceptive enough that it can keep people guessing. It's that it's that it's that playful and it, and it keeps you you know, oh no, there there's five in this. Oh no, 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 there's six. so people will question. And and that's that's a beautiful thing about it. If it was so obvious, but it's it's not it's deceptive enough. That it can fool people into thinking that it's not there, but it's there, you know. Yeah. And and yeah. and just one one thing I want to say though, you, you mentioned because you just go with with everything, and, and I love the idea of like cyclical and, and fractal because that's really a oneness idea, and this is this this theory is true oneness, and I'm talking about all diversity is one, and, and, and that that's that's really what this essentially is, and and that's the that's a beautiful you know principle that that mystics have been saying forever. And I think that this kind of brings this to the surface, brings that to light. But one example would be, you're talking about pixels is most people think that there's, you know, th three pixels, three color pixels in, in TVs, red, green, and blue, but there's also the quattrome. So again, that's, that's idea. People are going to say, okay, there's, there's three, you know, there, there's, there's not four, but then the idea is well you gotta you gotta under you gotta listen to listen to the quadrant model lecture the one that I sent you because then it explains it the fourth is always transcendent and and then so they add a they add a yellow pixel to the quadrant TVs and that adds a little bit of uh I guess that 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 that, that makes it a little sharper yeah wow I never never yeah. Yeah, so so there's there's a red blue there's a red blue green and then there's a, there's the black rod so you could say that's a three plus one but then also most people are trichromats but there's a large number of people that are tetrachromats and they see uh they see ultraviolet and and, and it's more it's more common in women yeah so that's that transcendent fourth yeah. So that that stuff that stuff is is very pervasive. This this pattern is everywhere. Um, yeah. So for you, um, yeah, because I I'm definitely like feeling a lot of you know spiritual energy and divine stuff. I mean, I've honestly felt it for my entire life, and um, yeah, I'm feeling it a lot more. 
start to I mean, I, I feel it right now where I'm, I, I'm, I'm at peace with, you know, just accepting where I'm at, and I don't know if it's all with business, but I definitely want to do more in terms of, like, you know, uh, building off the land, like, just getting back to simpler things um, to help myself and also help others, like, I've done a lot of research into just, you know, environmental things, and, um, and then also, Because yeah. I feel like we're all kind of like running away from ourselves in a, in a way. Like we're all trying to like fill this void we have within us with like material things or like you know ascending to high levels of government so that we can feel good about what we're doing. Or I don't know, just like anything we're just <clears throat> filling our trying to fill our our hearts with these kind of like like stars. Yeah. With ourselves or like with you know the earth. And I, I see it a lot with like atheism. Like I, I honestly thought I was an atheist for quite some time. Um, you know, kind of in my getting my beginning part of college I was like, you know, this whole religious thing and spirituality is kind of just BS and yeah. I'm just gonna like go hard on science and then I started to realize wow, like well science <laughs> it down and I see it through everything and then also like I'm trying to get to this point where I can kind of not switch I don't know if it transcends the right word or whatever but like just get to my higher self in a way like where I'm connecting with my heart because like honestly for a long time like I have not I put my heart into things and then I like they didn't give it back to it was like, I feel like I'm out of line with pretty much everything in my life in a lot of ways. And I just like wonder how much the quadrant model could fit into like aligning things and balancing things. Well, I'll tell you what, it, it, it really, it, I think that it can, but it didn't, it, it can also not. That's the thing is I'm just really thankful on my part that, that I discovered it because I feel, I feel bad for, for a lot of people who, cause like I have something that I can be passionate about. And I'm, I mean, this has been a lot of fun for me and I know a lot of people don't have, you know, something that they can really get into like this. And, and I think that this is just like a really big blessing for me. Yeah. Um, that I don't know about it, but, but for other people, I think that it can. It just shows a unity of everything. It shows a oneness and stuff. But, um, you know, like like you were saying, how you were an atheist, and and this the the thing about atheism is this model not, has nothing against atheism. It doesn't have anything against religious people, because it's not atheistic. It's not religious. It's not 
you can't put it in any of those categories. Um, uh, there's, a, I, I wanted to mention this. There's, there's, a, there's a Jewish mystic named Cordozo, and he said that there were four types of religious systems. There's monotheism, deism, Christian, Trinitarianism, and pagan polytheism. And he had a, he had all sorts of quaternities in his stuff. Um, and he had he also had this uh, vision where he saw like three three gods, and then the fourth was different. It was like a female. But he said that 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 the truth is none of those. He said those are the four types, but the truth is is none of the types of religion. And so so it's it's not this isn't atheism. This isn't like a, a re, any of the religious groups. This is like transcending everything. It's putting everything together. Okay, yeah, the, the Hindus they're the fourth quadrant world religion. The Buddhists everything is fits together in this one pattern. Um, so it's kind of like it cancels everything out. And I think, I think it could really open it. I can open people to, to a kind of like authentic love, lovingness that, okay, we're all a part of this one, this one beautiful composition, uh, ensemble. And, uh, and I think that also it, what's essential and, and this is what, you see, it it cannot help people because it can get people. If some people got fanatic about it and and they got like and they started to get crazy, I mean, this can make somebody go crazy. I think, you know, so it, it can go it can go either way, and but then but then that's and and actually it I I kind of lost it for a little bit. And the thing was though, But I, but at that time I forgot the, the the original quadrant model. The original quadrant model. If you look at the videos, and, and all that's just a long story. But the, if you look at the original quadrant model videos, I describe a, a kind of model of of transpersonal of transpersonal consciousness that I think would be helpful for people, and that's basically. And I think that this this has been helping me when I look back at this model, and it it helps me to to live like it, looking at this system. The, this, the the model kind of proposes that there's the four levels of consciousness and and it proposes the fourth level is the the contemplation passion flowing and knowing and that's the the transcendence of the ego the the transpersonal consciousness and and that's where true happiness that's where people you know feel true happiness and that's through contemplation through you know under understand not taking the self so seriously not getting caught up in, in, you know, ego identities. Um, you know, that's where you see a lot of religious fanaticism. Oh, I'm a Muslim or, oh, I'm Jewish or, oh, I'm, you know, black. I'm, I'm a black Hebrew Israelite. And that's all ego orientation. That's, that's attaching yourself to the physical body. And I think that what this model can do is this is showing the oneness of everything. So that can hopefully help, help people to transcend their preoccupation with their physical ego bodies and, and, and yeah. transcend to that level of the transpersonal consciousness. And that's, that's through contemplation, that's studying, that's inquiry. And then, and, and, and I think that that's where a lot of happiness, that's where true happiness comes from. Um, and, and a lot of destructiveness comes from the, the folk, you know, getting caught up in the self, um, in, in, in la attaching yourself and, and holding you know tightly to these identities that, that people construct, and you you see that a lot now with the uh, with the the alt right um, and even even the far left, 
where it's, oh, you know, and this is why I think that this model will help the world now because in, in, in like for a while, I didn't remember this. Like I, only after looking at this stuff that I made from 20, 2013 and, and writings I made in 2010 when I understood transpersonal psychology really well. I forgot it actually for like many years, but I see it again now. And and this is the idea that, you know, the far left and the far right, they're, they're kind of the same thing because they're both stuck up in, in uh, self-confirmatory um, behavior of, you know, calling attention to self, putting other people down. Okay, you know, oh, black pe black people are, are, you know, bad or whatever. Oh, no, white people are evil and this, you know, the women, women should be in the house. And, and then the idea with the transpersonal consciousness, that's a contemplation, passion, flowing, knowing we're getting into the fourth quadrant is now we're we're in a in a in a domain that's beyond self-confirmatory we're in a non-dual domain and it's kind of a oneness consciousness domain where it's not and and, and I don't want to preach it because if I'm preaching this then I'm calling attention to it, when you're preaching you're trying to be like sound like you're special and you have mem things that you memorized and and that's 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 self-confirmatory but the idea with this domain is this is this is the flow. This is when when you lose yourself, and you're not so caught up in the ego and in trying to make things happen, and you're more connected to the divine. And that's what I think that that's that's another thing that this that that model offers is this perspective of the transpersonal type of consciousness. And I think that that can help a lot of people. Just just the awareness of this of this uh, transpersonal psychology aspect that I that I originally put in the in the quadrant model. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, and that's like something that if you really practice that, like it can come through. And I, it's amazing how, like, just when you do do that, how things start to just fall into place. You know, it's yeah. almost like the more we can start to recognize this pattern and recognize that it is divine, the more our world might, like, the pieces of our world that feel like they're out of the puzzle right now, maybe they'll start. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 really really fun stuff. I I've I've really enjoyed this. Uh but but like I said, it really depends, you know. You can take it however th th this this model isn't necessarily going to like uh you know, give anybody enlightenment or anything necessary. I mean, yeah, it, it kind of can help, I think. But you have to do a lot of work on your own, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, everyone's on their own journey in the day. Um, but I just say, I think things like this really open people's eyes and minds to just, yeah, to truly how connected everything is. And I 
sorry for myself and sorry for other people. And, you know, like, I don't know that any of those thoughts that I'm, that I'm thinking are really doing any good. You know, I'm like, yeah, me, me too. Me too, dude. I, I was struggling in, in real primitive consciousness for a long time, dude. You know? But but I, I think I think recently I've been I've been feeling a lot better. I've been waking up and I think that I can help I can help people to see I think that understanding transpersonal psychology is gonna help people. And it's something that I forgot, but I, I see it again now. And I'm making right now I've been making podcasts about that and I'm gonna send you some of the podcasts so you can listen in on that. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. yeah. I I need to learn more about that stuff myself. I mean I feel like I have a decent mm-hmm. you know, beginning understanding of it, but yeah, I absolutely think that is the way forward and you know, much of changing the world is changing your mind and changing your perspective on it and not to say that that's gonna change everything, but it's where we can start with I think, you know. I think yeah, like when we're practicing For how, for how long? For like when? Um, I mean, really, so that was the sophomore year of college, so it's really kind of been taking me, I would, so I, how old are you it's been like three years, it's been like three years, I'm 24, okay. yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's taken me a couple of years to just kind of feel back to normal in a way, but, um, yeah, and I'm starting to regain a lot of that, like, Do you, do you think that this has been helping you? This has been help the the quadrant stuff has been And with mm. just the, I 
Yeah, man, it's beautiful. I'm happy that that it's restoring that um, that higher level of uh, consciousness that you're feeling better. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, like I said, yeah, I'm, I definitely want to support you yeah, beyond your work and stuff. Like I think what you're doing is really awesome. Able to show other people and stuff. Yeah, and, and I'm gonna send you as much uh, as much extra stuff as I can. Hopefully, um, I'll send you books and stuff. And uh, like I said, I'm making a podcast now. Nice, that's awesome. So. Yeah, you I just I just put myself on on the video, so I should have had that I should have had it on the whole time, but um, I don't know I I, I just I kind of rushed into it, so. Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's probably my fault too. Sweet. Well, um, I don't know. I don't yeah. Do you want to wrap up pretty soon, or you want to? Yeah, yeah. Let's wrap up. Um, but. Yeah, so I'll just say, guys, check out quadrantmodelofreality.com. And if you, that's going to give you links to a bunch of stuff. And then it's going to give you links to quadrantmodel.com. It'll give you links to some videos and Merck Diesel books, which is going to have a, books on all the different topics. There's one on biology, philosophy, uh, physics, chemistry, music, painting. Uh, every topic and uh, yeah I think that you know that this is this really definitely could have a, a very beneficial effect on the collective and I think that now I'm ready to to demonstrate it in a in a way like for these last years I had to spend all these years collecting all this data and now people can really see okay this is very this is legitimate and also i've i've used these years to to get my to get my mind in order like you said you're getting your mind in order i had yeah. to do that yeah and uh but i've i've learned a lot i've studied all the different religions i've studied all this stuff and i think i have a, a deeper perspective on reality and and like i said one thing that really helped me was looking at my you know, original writings when I first discovered the quadrant model and how I saw things. Um, and, and that's through this, you know, transpersonal psychology. And, and like I said, on these, on these podcasts, I'm talking a lot about that. So I'll also set, uh, set up a, a link for the podcast if you want to check that out. Yeah, sure. yeah, I'll put all that stuff in the notes for this episode. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I do too. Oh, Corbin, like, Cor you know, did, yeah. did you talk to uh, the professor at Indiana? 
Yeah, because I'm trying to find a... I've been to do it with work and everything, but yeah, I'm gonna... I'll get you connected with them for sure. Yeah, so... so there's two people there that just yeah. reach out to. Do you think that, you think that they'd be open to me teaching there? At Indiana? Maybe, yeah. They could, they could probably help me find some place or something, right? Yes, I mean, I, that's what I'm thinking. I think that they will have a lot more insight into exactly how to navigate all that. Yeah. For sure, because I think, I don't know, I, from my time in academia, I've realized there's a lot of gatekeepers in a way, like, um, that can kind of, I don't know, you just have to, like, prove yourself and do certain things, I think. But before before we go, can I mention just a couple more examples? Just oh yeah, go for it. So one would be in the handbook of mathematical logic. There's four divisions of logic: set theory, modal theory, recursion theory, and proof theory. And then Bertrand Russell, pretty sure that was his name. He was a really famous logician, or very good in, in mathematics and logic. And he had he's known for for these three books that he made. But he also made a fourth that people don't know about, a transcendent fourth. And then there's also this, I forget the name of it right now, but there was this, I'm, I'm just, this stuff is popping in my head right now. But there's this, there's this, uh, like a famous work, works on magic, these three works on magic, and everybody knows about the three works. But then there's always that transcendent fourth. And uh, I wish I could, I wish, I wish I could remember. I, I, I'd have to, I mean, I have this all on my books and I just have to type it in, but. I'm going to have to look through my books again so I can find the examples. But one more would be Plato. His works, because we mentioned Plato before, they were divided into tetralogies. So groups of four. People divide them different ways, but one of the divisions is the is through tetralogies. So like tetralogy one would be Alcibiades, Lysis, Laches, and Carmitides. And then tetralogy two would be Protagoras, Hippias, Major Hippias Minor and Gorgias, and and then and then one more example would be Democritus. He was a guy who discovered the atoms. Uh, oh yeah. He 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 wrote in tetralogies. His books were in groups of four. Um, they call them tetralogies. So yeah, I just wanted to end it with the with a few with, with a few of those. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I just. a lot of people and I've found this with my
stuff, like we deny the simple things. I think giving that avenue for people to just so much wealth of information, allowing people to look into it themselves is really helpful. So it's awesome. Cool, cool. Well, uh, I guess until next time. And uh, may, uh, may the divine be with you. Many blessings. <laughs> many blessings. Or, yeah. or the, may, may, may the quadrant bless you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Ryan. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll put all that stuff in the, in the notes for everything. And, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for having sweet. me, Corbin. This was a lot yeah, of fun, sure. dude. A lot of fun. And uh, yeah. let's keep in contact, dude. And uh, yes, oh, absolutely. What, yeah, we definitely I, will. I want. I want to set up. I want to set up institutions to teach quadrant theory. And if you ever want to get involved with that, mm -hmm. to teach it or whatever, yeah. if you're interested in that. I'm what are you doing right now? Right now? Yeah. So I uh, actually ended up quitting my job. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm in the process of kind of transitioning from that. I uh, honestly, I'm doing a lot of soul searching. So I'm pretty open to things right now, man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to myself a bit right now uh, during all this and yeah I think you know I'm just trying to put all the pieces of what I know together and have fit in, in alignment with my heart and what I feel passionate about and stuff and I very much feel passionate about similar things that you do in the sense of trying to Also, like having a practice of like showing that because I just see for me in my own life, like uh, living in America has been kind of a disconnect with what I feel in my heart and like what even the, these divine messages that I'm being sent. Like, I just feel like my lifestyle and my heart are incongruent with one another. And um, I mean, not to say that I'm like, not really doing anything bad at all. Like, I'm just living like a pretty normal American. But just even that, like, I, with what I know about how that's impacting other people on the earth, it's hard for me to just continue to, you know, mm. do it. On, you know, just kind of without, like, now that I have this knowledge, it's like I'm burdened with it in a sense of, like, I need to do something with it. And I feel like I haven't enough with it yet and so yeah I'm, I'm very much like trying to whether you're looking to find land or just going and finding people that already have land um, and just kind of living a more simple life and so yeah I'm, I would definitely be open to trying to maybe even fit that in with my own life of just by, by land and we could we could set up a Set up a yeah, teaching like, teaching place, place where we can teach. Yeah. yeah. No, for real. Like, yeah, yeah really, that's really cool, yeah. definitely something that's been on my mind a lot. Yeah, that's what, so, it, that's what I want to yeah. get to, yeah. Yeah, let's talk more about that for sure because I'm super about that right now. I, I just, yeah, I think we, I just feel called in a way to like set up some kind of a center where people can just come and 
that'd be a blast. I would, I would yeah. definitely pop up there. Jump right on, man. Well, we'll talk more about that. I definitely have some ideas. Cool, man. All right. Hash that out. Cool, man. All right. Well, you have a nice night, and uh, talk soon. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, bro. Alright, come on. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Is that recording? Yeah, yeah. Alright, nice. Yeah, so I...